Welcome to your Right to Speak, discussions on social justice and advocacy. This is episode 52, and I'm your host, Salvatore. Today, we'll be talking with youth who are part of the Olori Project. And today's topic is going to be about discrimination in the school system um, faced by racialized youth. I've long wanted to have a conversation like this on your right to speak for quite some time now. Um, and I've worked with youth in the past who have expressed the discrimination they face on a daily basis within the school system. I'm excited to have our guests on the show today. I know they're very passionate about the topic. Um, so we're just going to dive right into it. Would everyone like to introduce yourself? I'm Sharifa, and I've been a part of the youth initiative for almost a year now. And it's all, it basically has been my home since I came to Canada. So, yeah. I'm Lukman. <laughs> I'm Isaiah, and yeah. So we're just going to dive right into the questions. Can you explain what Olori is? Why did you join? Um, what type of work does Olori do? What's it all about? So Olori is a project um, that was formed by five different organizations, and one of them being for youth initiatives. Um, for me, Olori, it's a place where I get to learn about my origin. I'm from Tanzania, it's in East Africa, but where I'm from, I never really understood what blackness means. Mm -hmm. Or like when I'm from, like if I'm in Canada, I'll be looked at as she's just black and nothing else. I'm not Sharifa, I'm not Tanzanian, I'm nothing, I'm black. So I needed to know more about who I am and what people see me as and get more knowledge about who I am. Okay. So. Can you all explain to the listeners what your experience has been within the school system? What discrimination you faced? So, uh, I am, my name is Isaiah. I go to school and I mostly focus on sciences and I focus on math. But the problem with that, certain, like certain points, isn't not even the teachers. Sometimes it's the actual students because actual students look down upon you, and it's happened to me many times before, where um, actual students say, oh, why are you taking this, and why are you the only person? I've actually set, been told that why are you the only person that is like you that is taking this class, and you shouldn't be capable of be taking that class on the same level. And I've actually had students actually been mad that I'm on the same level as them, because of who I am and like how I act in class and certain stuff like that. And you're saying that like who you are and like how you're not part of them and like is it you're saying that because you're a black youth? Like yeah. What? So what happens mostly is that sometimes kids in our area they don't really go into high level educational stuff, mm -hmm. and when you do, you get looked down upon from other students. And, and so we say you look, you're being looked down upon. It. You're speaking to saying that like black youth are not seen as smart or capable of yeah, getting a higher this, level. Yeah, doing the same thing as other people are able to do. Has anyone had a similar experience? Um. Yeah. So um, this happened like 
month ago. It was a parent-teacher meeting night, and then um, I would see my English teacher, and then I told him that um, I want to like become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So then he told me that like oh, that's not fit for you. Like you know you're not that like you know you're not fit in that category. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like oh, you're gonna waste like your time. Or, like you know you're, you're gonna miss your thirties and your twenties, blah blah blah. And I'm like, nah, like I want to do it. And I'm like. Nah, I think like, and he told me that I'll be perfect as like as a firefighter or something, and you know like, and I felt, and I felt like, like I felt kind of like you know, kind of like I'm like I felt motivated like you know like I didn't feel like I didn't get the, what he said like he didn't like put me down because like you know that's motivation like, mm-hmm. like I can't do it like you know so I'm gonna prove you wrong I'm like I'm not gonna waste any time I'm gonna become what I, I want to become so like you know because he was serious those stuff to me like it's like it's not putting like, putting me down it's, like motivating me to do something. I mean, it's kind of disheartening because teachers are there to really lift us up, lift you exactly, lift you up, and there are a lot of black lawyers out there. So I don't know where <laughs> the teachers coming from. Um, do you think it's because of the area where you know your school is like located in? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You also asked um, what does Alori do, so it's basically empowering black youth and giving that set of purpose and meaning and like having something to do mm-hmm. that's meaningful instead of just like being and wasting who we are and like there's more to blackness than what are people telling us or what are people trying to prove and Alori is just basically giving us more information and knowledge about who we are and how we can use it to better ourselves. So when you say there's more to blackness, what, what does that mean? Sometimes people think that black people are like just gang members or whatever, but there are people out there who have actually done meaningful things and will always be remembered because of their greatness. You know, I agree. And for me, you know, it's kind of very disheartening that the school system, that you all have faced, you know, the discrimination within the school system. I think, like you were saying, Sharifa, it's... Teachers are meant to build you up. Yeah. Um, how have you all um, kind of dealt with the discrimination? Oh, oh, yeah. As I said, like I feel, like, I feel motivated. Like I feel, like, feel like very motivated. Like I didn't like you didn't put me down. Like, you know, people tell me that I can't do something. I want to do something. I want to prove you wrong. Like you know, I'm gonna show you that I did it. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. So has everyone else used that discrimination as a motivator as well? Or has that like kind of stopped you all dead in your tracks and really put you down? Um, personally, since I, I've been to Georgia for like four years now, and um, I could be thankful and say that I haven't been discriminated. But like, yeah, one of the things you could do is like use that hate and try to like prove them wrong. And you could also, like learn from it and learn to be a better person and not just like keep the cycle going. So is there any advice you would give to other youth who um, are not able to kind of turn what they're experiencing into a motivator? Who, if a teacher says, um, no, you're going to waste your time being whatever, you're just gonna, you know, be part of gangs. You're gonna sell drugs. You're gonna be part of the youth justice system, and they believe that, right? So, what would you say to those youth? Um, I think that you need to understand that no one can tell you that this is your limit, 
you can always try to push forward and forward until like something comes out of it because there's so much potential in everyone no one can tell you oh you can't be that just because of who you are and what you can achieve mm -hmm. i think that's great advice yeah when i spoke to you all when we first met a few weeks ago uh, some of you mentioned to me that your school has a restriction on do-rags. So can you explain to me why there's a restriction? Um, what's wrong with this restriction? Um, and also explain what um, the, the history that's connected to do-rags in black history. So um, I heard this from the rest of the lower members that um, the principal was talking about how it's part of like gang member type of thing and sometimes like it just like the people who are not wearing durags they feel like they're discriminated they're not part of the, the whole thing it's like not like people want everyone to be the same but at the same time they don't and the history of the durags is like back in the day slavery slave women used to wear it like take care of their hair because they didn't have time to like go and like put their hair properly or whatever so they used the durags to like m manage their hair and that's what the boys in school do right now they want this, a certain hairstyle and that's what they use the durags and it's also part of the culture too so how is durags um i lost my train of thought now rooted you're you said something it was it, how is it like a part of our culture yes how is it a part of the culture now Right now, yeah. Like, um, like everybody wears it. Like, you know, it's like, it's like for, for like, for a hairstyle. You know, like everybody wears it because like, it's really. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's like, it's like, it's like for a hairstyle. Like, mm -hmm. see these things on my head. Like, yeah. These things, and like these, like who call them waves. So like everybody gets that around. So like, why? Like, I want you to sound like racist. Mm -hmm. like, why people wear do rags to get waves? Black yeah. people wear, Latino people wear do rags to get waves. Like. Everybody gets waves, like everybody can get them, like you know, it's part of us. It's who we are. So like you know, like let us like, you know, express ourselves and let us do what we like, you know, because we know like we deserve it. Like, mm -hmm. so, like, yeah. So what would you say to people that say do rags represent uh, gang culture and represent um, it puts black youth or black people in a, a negative light? Um okay. First of all, because they don't know what, like, they don't know like a black culture, like they don't know like what are the things that were going on in the community, because like we can't say anything about that, because we can't say anything about them, because we don't know anything about them. That's what we don't want to like. We don't say like our stuff, like, you know. So like, don't describe like you know, like we don't want to put like they are putting us down, because mm -hmm. we have things in our head. Like at, at the same time, they don't know anything, so like if you don't know what you're talking about, so just don't say anything. So, right. Yeah. Kind of the saying, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it yeah, at all. Don't say it at all. Yeah. And sometimes a lot of people, when they don't understand something, and they feel that they that they are threatened by that thing, they will try to put it away or put it down because they don't know what it could be. So they're like, this is not what we know. We don't want it. And sometimes that place comes from like hate. Mm -hmm. You could hate the original something. And sometimes you talk about things and you don't even know what you're talking about at the same time. So if you're telling me do not wear do rag, it's part of the mem like being a gang member, go and do your research and then come back and tell me that's part of the member. That doesn't have anything to do with the member. And at the school, like we don't even have to wear colorful do rags. We could wear like the uniform colors. 
So that's not a reason at all. Right. And you mentioned, Sharifa, something that one of the reasons for this restriction is to make everyone the same. Yeah. And I find that ironic because no one's the same. Exactly. Everyone comes from different cultures. Everyone views their culture and their communities very differently. Um, Especially in Canada, in Toronto, it's such a multicultural place. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it's... I mean, again, it's disheartening that, it, it, I believe it was a principle that put this restriction, right? Yeah. So, you know, for me that's disheartening, particularly in the area where your school is located. It's very multicultural um, and it has a lot of like newcomers too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very disheartening that a school principal is really not understanding his students, mm-hmm. really. Um, now, you all, last time we spoke, said you were working on a petition. Yes. Uh, well, like, so see what happened to, like, what happened to Memo? So, like, we try to do stuff, but, like, right now, the whole school, like, is overpopulated, so we can't get things done, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, right now, they're trying to, like, turn Harvey into one school, and we're trying to, like, try to maintain, like, you know, keep focusing on our politician, but, like, right now, we can't, because, like, there's so many things going on around the school, so, like, it's kind of on hold right now, it yeah, sounds like. Because Memo kids, like, their school, they can wear durags. <coughs> and Harvey kids cannot wear durags. Right now, we're in one school now. So, like, sometimes, like, I, I, like I've seen, like, a lot of times where our hall monitors, like, tell, like, Memo kids, oh, take off your durags. And they'll be like, no, like, my school can wear a durag. So, like, right now, it's kind of, like, like, unstabilized wow. right now. So, like, everything is going crazy. Like, we can't do anything about it. So, and that's interesting because Memo students... Are, are coming in and they're allowed to yeah, have it. Yeah, but when we come in, we gotta take ours off, like come on, like you know. Th- that's that's weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. If it's about equality and everyone being the same, then why, like just, especially now there's like so many different people. Everyone should celebrate their differences and come together and celebrate their cultures and being happy who we are. I'm curious, Do have you all felt that when teachers mark you, they're marking you from discrimination? Sometimes, probably. Yeah, you feel that? Yeah. There's a lot of kids who are like, oh, I did well in a test, oh, I did well in this assignment, but then I ended up having this mark or ended up failing the class. I've heard a lot of people talking about that with a certain teacher, but the teacher's not doesn't go to school anymore. anymore. Yeah. I mean, that puts you all in an awkward place, because how do you go to a teacher and say you're discriminating against me? Yeah. You, you failed me because I'm black. How, how do you do that? Like, you, you really can't, because there's that power imbalance there, yeah. right? And you don't want to have that reputation of being a difficult student in the school, because then it's going to start spreading. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of times, when it comes to a teacher and a student, Teachers will support their fellow teacher and think that a student's just being a student. They won't understand that this could be real, this kid would be like treated unfairly. So, yeah. So, like, talking about unfairly, mm. so, like, um, so, like, two weeks ago, right, on mm. um, social media, right, I post something about your memo kids, right? So, I post it, and then the next day, the next, the next, like, two days I go to school, I get called onto the office because I post something that was mean. Was threatened, right? And then 
they told me that I had to, had to write a letter to apologize to their school, right? But then at the same time, their school seems seem like they're saying bad things about our school, but like they're not getting punished for it. I'm the one getting punished for what I said, but what they said, they're not getting punished for like what they said. So at the same time, and after that, they told me, oh, we want you to, let her, to write a letter, and then we want you to come to a meeting and read the letter out loud to your parents. And I'm like, I kind of like, no, I'm not doing that. That's BS. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going to get punished? They say bad about, about, about our school too, but like, why cannot? Why can't they get punished? Like, why me only? So like, oh, well, the children understand. I'm like, no, I mean, just don't care no more. Like, that's it. Like, I find it very unfair to be honest. Like doing that. Do, do you find that it was because of color of your skin? Um, probably, yeah, def- most definitely, most definitely. So in Hickman's case, I know for a fact that a lot of people in that school posted a lot of hateful stuff in our school, not throwing shade. But Hickman was the only person that I know of that actually got in trouble. And he's the only person that I know of that, of like color, that actually posted that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's it's a bit too much of a coincidence. Yeah, I know it's like, for sure, for sure. So, how do you how do you navigate through that? Like, how do you continue to go to school and push through, knowing that you're being discriminated against? Just, just don't care no more. Just go there and get medication and just get them get my life together. Like, that's all I care about. I don't care about discrimination. I don't care what people think about me as long as like I live my life, I do what I want. As long as I'm happy, I'm happy. I don't I don't care what other people think about me. It's like not their life, it's mine. Yeah. Um, Do you, yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> I feel like at the end of the day you should see a bigger picture and you should understand what your goals are and like if you're here to study and to graduate and hopefully go to post secondary and like go to another level of your life and do not let people try to hold you back because people will try to hold you back. It's like you, how are you going to react to it? Also, like for my case, I have a lot, uh, I have a lot of friends that are very like sensitive to these stuff and they're very supporting and mm-hmm. despite like other stuff that happened at school, there's also a lot of staff members and teachers that I have that are also very supporting about certain things about this type of thing. So it's some like, yeah, so we can like f- kind of like balance it out. So I try, you try to find a balance between the two things. Do you find that you're able to go to those supports and communicate what um, that a teacher, let's say, is discriminated against you? In Harvey, depending on who you go to, and what teacher or what staff member you go. To. So I'm gonna ask my trademark question, and I hope you all can answer. <laughs> because this is my favorite question. (laughs) What does advocacy mean to you? Um, So to me, advocacy is being, having that opportunity to speak for or like stand for or represent other people. And, can you repeat the question? Yeah, yeah, what does advocacy mean to you? And I mean, just speak from the heart, speak your truth. Yeah, it means a lot to me because there's a lot of people that don't get a chance or they don't get their voices heard. So being able to represent people, that means a lot to me. Growing up, I've always wanted to help people, and I feel like this is one of the ways that I could do that. Great. Does anyone else have anything to add? Okay, well, I mean, I'm done with my questions. (laughs) 
So does anyone have anything else to say? Any final words um, about their experiences? Um, anything? Well, we're just hoping that whoever sees or hears this podcast can listen to them and give us support and help us take out the word out there. I think that's a great way to end the show. Um, thank you all again for being part of Your Right to Speak. Um, I hope we can have more conversations together because this topic is very important to me. Uh, Your Right to Speak will be posted on the second Wednesday of every month. If you're a child or youth that would like to be on the show um, or if you have a topic that you think I should be talking about, you can email me at yourrighttospeak at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-G-H-T-T-O-S-P-E-A-K at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Let's raise awareness together.